0: Hello, this is Local Share Green Action, a podcast where people share their stories about meaningful, planet-friendly work in their local communities. They share their past of green action and the ways they have applied their own talents, interests, and all types of green projects, jobs, businesses, volunteering, and careers. Today on our podcast, I'm speaking with a fashion designer who's teaching sustainability and how to upcycle clothing. I'm speaking with Nina Luttrell, an instructor with Rightfully Sewn located in Kansas City, Missouri. Nina Luttrell is a graduate of Kansas City Art Institute, where she studied textiles and garment construction. She is a Kansas City-based fashion designer that, among other classes, is teaching Deconstruction, Reconstruction, an upcycling garments class offered at Rightfully Sewn, where students are training for professional jobs in the garment industry. Welcome to the show, Nina. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to speak with you and find out more about your path of green action that led you to creating an upcycling and sustainability sewing glass. Yeah. Yeah, So what planted the seed um, for you to want to take some kind of green action originally?
1: So I first got interested in sustainability back when I was in high school. There was a scholarship opportunity for people who did, it was an FCCLA um, star event from Recycle Redesign. So, I made a recycled jacket out of recycled sweaters and like old wool garments, and I patchworked them all together. And I ended up passing through like the regionals and the state level, and then I got, I think I got a perfect score at nationals. So, I worked really hard on that in my senior year. And then that's when I first started really getting interested in sustainability because along with the garment, I had to do like a 10 minute oral presentation. And like research project to go along with it. So that's when I really started like looking into it. And that's when I started noticing like the facts and how bad the fashion industry is to the environment and to our planet. So that was when I first really started to realize how much of a problem the fashion industry really is. So from there, I um, went to school and I started really pursuing um, more with garment design. And that's when I started my own brand, which is Soft Street Sustainable Fashion. And after graduation, I was offered um, a part-time position, well, really a contract position at Rightfully Sewn as a teacher, and that's where I developed the um, deconstruction and reconstruction class. And then I went from part-time to um, full-time and I got involved with rightfully sewn because I started interning while I was in college. So that's kind of the steps that led me here, but it really started in high school.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So um, have you noticed more fashion trends moving towards maybe using um, more natural or um, like less synthetic fabrics?
1: Yeah. um, I think a lot of like slow fashion people and fashion designers are leaning more towards going with, you know, cottons and linens. And that's really nice to see because at least, you know, like when you leave this planet, wherever you go, your garments will eventually deteriorate versus, you know, if you get like polyester garments, that's going to be there forever so I do see a move towards that and I hope it um, continues to happen more and more but um, unfortunately polyester is still really popular and I, but I do see the drive and the want to move away from that so that's a good first step is people becoming aware that it's
0: basically just like plastic on your skin <laughs> Yeah. So before we learn more about the upcycling classes, I wanted to ask you more about Rightfully Sewn. It sounds like the school is offering an excellent program for people that want to enter the garment design and manufacturing industry. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. So um, one of the biggest things we do in what's at the heart of our organization is the seamstress training program. Uh, We find individuals who are facing barriers to employment. So... We work really closely with the refugee community, survivors of domestic violence, individuals who were recently incarcerated and are being released, and as of the last couple sessions, individuals who uh, were laid off their jobs due to COVID. We've been serving a lot of people who lost their jobs because of the pandemic, and we generally meet with these people through our social service agency partners. But some of them also find us on social media and. From there, we do an assessment. People get accepted into the program, and we bring them in, and it's a 10-week-long program where they are introduced to all the basics of sewing and production sewing methods. And then at the end of the program, we host a jobs fair where they're able to meet with local employers who pay livable wages and help find them uh, livable wage jobs in the stone product industry in the Kansas City and surrounding areas.
0: Nice. So I'd like to ask you a little bit about the upcycling course. Um, I don't think I've seen a class like this before, and I'm so excited that this could be really opening up opportunities for maybe more people to create original clothing items, not just for themselves, but for the community. Can you tell me a little bit about the class? Yes. Yeah. Throughout college,
1: one of my favorite materials to work with was denim. So I wanted to have some kind of like denim working dash, you know, upcycling class at Rightfully Sewn. So when I got hired on as a teacher, I got the opportunity to talk to Jennifer about class ideas and where I kind of wanted to take some of the classes. And I really wanted to do a sustainable fashion course. And the first couple rounds of it, what we did is we had individuals bring in all of their garments that they had, um, thrifted ones, or, you know, secondhand materials that they get from places like Scraps KC is a big one. I absolutely love Scraps KC. They have a really good fabric section. Sometimes the Goodwill outlet has like yardage of fabric. So in the supply list, we told everyone to bring like three to four garments and maybe some like recycled yardage. And they... Took the class and they were able to um, make really whatever they wanted to make. And next couple times we did it, I started bringing in vintage coveralls. My family owns a machine shop, and one of my relatives used to work at a uniform making company or something like that. And somehow we got a hold of like thousands of pairs of coveralls, like the the GM coveralls. So we had all these. So I was like, how about I use these? Because I was using them for my own practice, cutting them apart, using material. But, you know, there's so many that I can't possibly use them all by myself. So I was like, how about we do one where we do an upcycling class with like these denim coveralls where people can make a denim jacket or they can make the denim pants or they can completely like embellish and do patchwork on top of the coveralls. So now where the course is going is I bring in just like a pile of coveralls and everyone brings in garments and fabrics and stuff. And we spend the time kind of upcycling those. So we start with a item of clothing, which is the coverall and they cut it and they might cut the bottoms off, make a jacket out of it. They might keep it as coveralls and take off the collar and do a different color collar or put stripes on it or do patchwork on top of it. It's a heavily embroidering and adding on top of the coveralls and cutting them up so um, at the end of the course everyone gets a really cool custom garment that they worked on throughout the course of the class and it's always fun to see what other people do because you know I use them too in my practice so I have an idea of what I do and then you know it's just really exciting to see how everyone else sees the coveralls and what they they want to do with them and where they want to take them so that's kind of what the course is. It's really open to whatever people want to do. If they came in and they're like, I don't like these coveralls, then they're totally open to make whatever they want. And I'm kind of just there to support them. And it's kind of just a, like a couple hours where everyone can play and be imaginative and learn more about sustainability and make a cool secondhand hand garment. Oh, wow.
0: So The deconstruction part of this class, is that to like reuse the cloth from one garment to be used for another?
1: Yeah. So a lot of times people will come in with those other garments, like three to four or three to five garments, and they might, you know, take the sleeves off of it and then take the sleeves off the coveralls and sew those sleeves onto the um, coveralls. Um, So it's a lot of, you know, not just cutting things in half and throwing it together, but a lot of like seam ripping sleeves off and sewing other sleeves on. So it's all about, you know, seeing this garment we have and then reimagining it. So taking it completely apart
0: and putting it back together in unexpected ways. I would imagine that would actually be a great reuse for maybe a garment that might have been damaged in one spot, like if you have something and or stained, and then you can make use of the rest of it what are maybe some of the common upcycling projects that you find people like to do?
1: Yeah, we've had quite a few people go with the route of making jackets out of it. Because it's pretty easy to do that. You know, you got the fundamental of the garment already there, you have, you know, the collar, the sleeves, you know, like the bodice, the back of it, and they cut off the bottom of it. And you know, they can have a really cool frayed hem, or they can hem it themselves, they can make it cropped, And then from there, they can just, you know, Really embellish it and make it their own with, you know, taking apart um, other garments and doing some patchwork, you know, silhouettes on the back of it or making some kind of like design or some kind of imagery on the back of it. We've had a few people just like really keep the coveralls intact because the coveralls are really cool. So we've had people, you know, just take off the collar and put a different collar on and then make them a little bit more fitted and tailored and make them a little bit more stylish so they're not quite as, you know, work person um, coveralls and they're more like fashion coveralls. Um, uh, We've also had people do some jackets in that class, do skirts in that class. Um, We have a a wide variety of um, projects that come out of that class. Wow, that's
0: amazing. Yeah, so the place where you sometimes um, get the fabric, you said it's Casey, what's the name of it? Scraps Casey. Scraps Casey. Okay, that's really cool. I mean, that would be awesome to have more of those all across the country. (laughs) Oh yeah, they
1: are absolutely amazing. They just have just stuff, just stuff and stuff and stuff. And they have like a really great like fiber section where they have, you know, yarn for um, knitting or crochet and they have like a really good fabric section too. Majority of my like personal work that I do with my brand, most of the fabric I get from Um, Or most of the places I source my fabric from, I guess I should say, is Scraps KC or Savers. A lot of times has like um, bed sheets that you can use as yardage. And then, you know, garments that I thrifted. But Scraps KC is one of the big ones that I really,
0: really love. So what are maybe some of the challenges that you've faced working in the garment industry, maybe in a world where fast fashion has made it um, so much more difficult for local manufacturers to compete?
1: Yeah, I think it's really difficult because I think overall, the accessibility there are to garments and how cheap garments are have really made the importance of the laborer very, people do not value it. You know, people look at garments and they say, oh my God, like this t-shirt's only like $4. It's a good deal. Um, But they don't really look at like what went into that like shirt so you know the cotton to make it like where was that grown who grew the cotton were they being paid a fair wage, who you know knitted the fabric or who wove the fabric were they being paid fairly were they being exploited who dyed the fabric, where did the dye go what kind of dyes were used for it, and then you know who sewed the garment are they being paid a fair wage and most likely the answer to those questions is no. But um, I don't think a lot of people necessarily think of that whenever they look at a garment and they see it for the cheap price. And which, you know, in turn, people see a handmade garment that is all recycled textiles and was made locally by local artists. And I don't know if you necessarily see the worth in that because I think as a society, we look at clothing as disposable and, you know, out of sight, out of mind. You think, you donate it to Goodwill that, you know, someone else takes it, but no
0: one wants your like holy see-through leggings. Yeah. So what helps you and other professionals maybe meet some of those challenges?
1: So I think what it is, is really explaining to people the work that goes into your garments, um, or the work that goes into anything. I think, you know people coming into even like our basic sewing class think oh you're just making like a tote bag it's going to be easy and then like they struggle the whole way through it and then you're like yeah like the people who are making the clothes that you wear are like really skilled people and they have something very valuable and they're very like undervalued so I think what really helps is like teaching people how to sew because they when they first start sewing they're like oh this is not as easy as it looks this is a skill this is something useful and this is a trade that someone put a lot of hours into and then also just like providing people with facts and like timelines of how things are made I remember I was at it doesn't necessarily have to do with um, fashion or really sustainability but I was at a small trade show and there was an artist there selling earrings someone came up to her and she's they're like well I just think these prices are outrageous and this girl that was the artist just really snapped back and hit them with well this is what it took for me to get the materials this is what it took for me to prep it this is how many hours it took I deserve this much an hour like this is not me trying to rip you off this is my labor this is my love this is my work and this is why it's so much money and then I was like okay I'm buying some earrings from you Um, Because she really broke down, like, this is why this costs this much, and I am worthy of a livable wage. So I think, you know, just really explaining to the people um, the work that goes into things. Because we're so detached from the work that goes into garments, the work that goes into, like, really our food, everything. Because everything is overseas, or everything's kind of hidden in factories um, where people are being exploited. But it's not necessarily in our backyard where you can see it every day. So people really lose touch of how much work goes into things. And I think just educating people on that is really helpful and really eye-opening.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, So what are maybe some of the ways that you and others are enjoying the rewards of your work?
1: Yeah, I think the most rewarding thing is seeing other people starting to do something similar to what you're doing. I think there's a lot of people who might be, you know, as makers, gatekeepy, and they might be like, oh, well, someone is ripping off my designs or they're doing something similar to what I'm doing. But it's like, no, that's what you want. You want more people to be conscious of what they're putting out into the environment. And if you're inspiring someone to make something else that's sustainable, I think that's the best. So, what I really like is, you know, teaching a class. Where I'm showing people how to make garments very similar to what I do with my like own fashion line, and then seeing people c- to continue after the class with making more sustainable garments because um, it just really helps to know that you influenced their decision and you taught them a skill to be able to uh, create like new garments out of recycled textiles and to be able to like make that difference. Um, I think that's really really rewarding.
0: Yeah, and it also I would imagine the. The more that people see people in their community wearing things that are custom and wearing things that are unique, I think it also kind of builds on that trend. Um, So if your ideas, your experience, and your wisdom were all wrapped up in seeds of potential action for you to give to others, what advice would you give to someone that might be considering this in their local area?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely would just, you know, don't feel overwhelmed Um, start with small things, um, you know, really going through your closet, seeing what you have and seeing what you don't wear, maybe making it into something you do wear, trying to learn a new skill, like sewing, mend the things you have. Um, I think like it all starts with that and then, you know, start having those conversations with people around you who knows, maybe you'll make like a sewing club or something where everyone brings in their old holy leggings that they're not using and trades them around and then you have a little group of like people who are just making sustainable garments together like once a month or something like that and it helps you kind of go through your closet clean out these things that you don't wear without you know just giving them to the goodwill because like I said earlier um, bringing them to a thrift store might sound nice like you're donating something but a lot of times those end up in landfills as well. So only so much stuff gets purchased. So I think that's like a great first step, like educating yourself and then trying to find like-minded people who want to get together and have those conversations. And then, you know, they'll talk with their friends, their friends will talk with their friends and the word will spread more. Like you said, people will start wearing more custom garments. People will see that and be like, well, you didn't get that at Kohl's or you didn't get that like in the middle of the mall. And they'll, they'll start to want something like that. Nice, nice.
0: So is there maybe a resource or a book or movie podcast that's been particularly helpful to you?
1: Yeah, I think um, <laughs> what I really like doing is watching documentaries. I think documentaries are really good because they uh, take up, Um, not a whole lot of time. And I know with the way society is, people don't have a lot of time. But The True Cost, I believe it's on Netflix, which you've probably seen that one. I think that's one of the best ones. Um, It really goes into like the fashion industry and how it it exploits the planet and its people.
0: Nice. So what about on the creative side? Has there been maybe um, a book or something that's been helpful to kind of like maybe... Um, get those creative juices flowing and, you know.
1: Yeah, for like, uh, to get creative and to feel inspired. I really like looking at Instagram and looking at um, what other people are doing. So I'm really inspired by and again, Um, they rework denim. So people send in their denim and they can rework them for you. Or They also do where um, you can just send in your denim and they give you like $10 off your next pair of custom denim from them. And they rework them and they're really cool. Trying, What I try to do is I try to follow like-minded people on Instagram. So when I do get on social media, I'm taking in like, positive content that I want to see and not just like um, skinny tea and like all that stuff that just kind of like bombards us. So I really try to find like local artists or just like small artists who are making things that um, I relate to and that inspire me to go make.
0: Nice, excellent. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing this and just really being willing to kind of push on really what we can do to be more sustainable as a society, but as individuals and really empowering people to, you know, teach them how they can do this. And um, hopefully this trend will expand even farther in this country and in the world. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope it doesn't end up just being like, just a a small
1: trend. I hope it ends up being like a real lifestyle choice for people.
0: So can people reach out to you to uh, learn more or maybe get some advice? aside from your website people can always reach out to me whether they reach out to me on through rightfully
1: sewn or if they reach out to me personally through my instagram which i think i provided you with that or like my website has a help page as well so um, i'm always down to help
0: thanks for joining us for local share green action until next time let's all use our unique talents and abilities and take meaningful green local action that benefits the planet and people